everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity. But now you have my attention. Now, here's your host, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny. Hey, moviegoers. You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and Colin. Or are you? Who am I? Who are we? Oh my god. I just realized uh, Neo is an anagram for one. Mm Mm-hmm. A plus. (laughs) 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 This movie is so smart. This is the thing. And I know... We're going to lose a lot of listeners on this episode because as we were discussing, oh, 100%, because as we were discussing before we started recording, our listeners are dumb as shit, (laughs) and this movie is smarter than you. So I feel like a lot of people are going to be like, oh, they're talking about the Matrix. I don't get it. And then they're going to be like, click, as in like, hang up the phone (laughs) because they don't want to talk to us anymore. And everybody knows podcasts you can only listen to a podcast on your phone you, put, you answer the phone and you go hello who is this and we go it's two dudes movie reviews the matrix and then you go click <laughs> we should start cold calling people with episodes oh that'd be a, all right everybody go to our website there's a uh, area where you can contact us i want you to fill in your phone number and at random colin and i will call you with a brief movie review <laughs> and you can try and talk, but we are going to straight up ignore you and just power through and give you our brief review. We will have no discussion. Uh, I will not be taking any questions at this time. Uh, no comment on the recent scandal that I've been embroiled in, whatever it may be. I don't think there's one <laughs> right now, but I guarantee you by the time we're calling you, I'd have done some shit. Yeah. He, I've, I, you're looking for one. Oh, I'm looking for trouble, baby. <laughs> I'm feeling scandalous. <laughs> I'm getting listen. 2020 was a mess, but we we wanted it to be good. We thought it was going to be great. We called it the double deuce. It was set up for success in all ways, except one pandemic. So then everything changed. 2021, a little bit of a rough year. Not so much. Uh, I mean, we're just busy boys. A little bit hard to keep with the schedule. Uh, life kind of got away from us a little bit, but it's 2022, mm-hmm. and I can't I can't promise that the show's going to be better, but I can <laughs> promise I'm going to get worse. <laughs> I'm going to get in some scandals. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a vandal. Yeah, and if you see me outside anywhere, and you look down, you best believe I'm wearing sandals. <laughs> And he's, are you lighting candles? I'm lighting candles. I've been eating a lot of sweets, so you know I got love handles. <laughs> More cushion for the pushing, baby. 
I don't know if that's how that works. You've been eating the sweets and getting love handles. I've been eating Bojangles and getting love handles. I don't even There you go. I don't even think Bojangles rhymes. <laughs> You've been eating that Bojangles getting those love hangles. <laughs> yeah. All the hangles. The oh, man. Yo, speaking of my hangle, it's been itchy. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> Yo, bro, what's your hangle? Yo, my hangle. My hangle and my giblets. <laughs> It just sounds like dick and balls, right? A hangle is definitely dick, right? It's gotta be. It's got to be. It's the, you're listening to two dudes movie reviews. You know hangle means dick. <laughs> Check Urban Dictionary. Mm. Yo, bro. I put the dick in the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> like you, you placed your dick in the dictionary and then you slammed it. Yeah. Get it nice and flat. Yeah. yeah. Listen, 2022, a lot of trends, you know, TikTok, blah, blah, blah. I don't know other things because I'm old and out of touch. But one thing I do know, mm -hmm. the ladies these days, they don't care about your your rock hard abs or your, your, your flowy bleach blonde hair. They, they, mm -hmm. they, want, they want that flat peepee. <laughs> they be saying if it ain't looking like a tapeworm. Mm. then take this somewhere else. Yeah. If or you are so, something else, if you're, if your dick ain't flat, then that is that. <laughs> and I'm out of here. <laughs> as they say, as the kids say, <laughs> that is that it's just very matter of factly. <laughs> yeah. You know what? But that's a, that's what Gen Z is like, man. You can't pull one over on these kids these days. They're yeah. just straight to the point. They're cut the bullshit. We, we done seen it all. If your dick's not flat, <laughs> then take it back. <laughs> <laughs> then that's a wrap. And that's, that's a wrap. <laughs> Gen Z's much like, uh, the lyrics to the iron by the swellers, which I know me and you both love. Oh, yeah. The lyrics are just, we're going to do this now or we won't. <laughs> I know. I love that. <laughs> it's wow. It's like way to, way to take a stand, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope they listen. Oh, that'd be awesome. Wouldn't that be awesome? It would be. I wonder what they're doing. Yeah. It makes me sad that they broke up. Me too. Have we ever talked about that on the show? The fact that we were both at that show <laughs> and did not know that we were both there? I, I don't know. Yeah, that was right around the time that that we started like hanging out and stuff. We something that we were like, "Whoa, that was crazy!" Because we, I was like, "Yo, I was at the Swellers' last show in New York," and you're like, "I was there too." And that was like a small venue too. <laughs> like we definitely mm -hmm. should have ran into each other. I was standing in the back drinking. I had just come from work because at that time I was living in the city. Yeah, I was. I was, I was like, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to go. I just showed up and paid at the door. Came in, so happy. I got to see that because I really, I, you know, I love the Swellers. I know you love the Swellers. Mm -hmm. but yeah, I was all the way in the back, just chilling, drinking, enjoying the show. Nice. Yeah. That was like, normally I hate going all the way up to the front, but that was one of the few shows that I've actually done that. Yeah. Oh my God. And their set was amazing. They actually played every song I would have wanted. Like legitimately, like if I made a playlist of my favorite songs of theirs, they played all of those plus a few extras. I was like, that it couldn't have been more perfect. There was there was a couple songs that I was like, I would love for them to play this song, but I don't think they will. And then they actually did, and I like lost like they played Do You Feel Better Yet? And I was I was set. Mm. I love that song. Even though it's like one line. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. I like Bottles a lot. They played that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's yeah. a good show. Such a good show. Man, shows. I haven't, I haven't been to many shows since stuff has opened up again. Oh, but did you see um you see the flyer that's spread in the nation? Groomer Fest? Yeah. Yeah, I have seen it. Or Statutory Fest, however you want to call it. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I, I I have seen it. When when we were young, the yeah. memes coming out of that are amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't know that like I saw a thing that was like, you know pre-order your ticket for 20 bucks and i was like damn i was like that's sick and then apparently after that they're like it's actually 300 like is it is it actually 300 dollars to go to that yeah it is i think the 20 dollars thing was it's like oh you can pay 20 dollars down now but it'll be 300 when the show comes around you know uh yeah that's shitty like all the memes were like basically just saying like i used to be able to go to like warp tour and do all this for like 40 bucks 20 bucks yeah whatever it was it does have a, yeah. I mean, I think it has a good lineup. There's a bunch of bands that I would like to see, but I am paying that much for it. No, plus you got to fly out to Vegas and everything. Yeah, that's true. And it's like all in one day. So you're going to miss half, more than half of the bands. You're not even going to see them, which I know is kind of the name of the game at a festival. But damn, like you can't split it up between two days or something. Yeah. Yeah. There was a couple bands that I was like, yo, like. <laughs> they're still making music what <laughs> like i Red think jumpsuit uh, apparatus are, are they on that <laughs> oh my god yeah i'm like i forgot about them entirely <laughs> uh jimmy Eat world um i've only seen once but they're a band that like uh, i'm always like jimmy um, Eat world is amazing i love jimmy Eat world yeah yeah i still like i still put on uh put them on all the time bleed american is an awesome album i know that's the one that like everyone yeah. is like of course, you like it's that perfect. one. It's got the middle, but yeah, it's a really good album. You know what? And that's the worst song on the album is the middle. There's there's a few. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Is it just called Get It Faster? I love that song. That's on like that's the back a good half. one. Yeah. This is actually now a music podcast. <laughs> yeah. Two dudes music reviews, which we could do a spinoff on, but we're not going yeah. to. What we're actually going to do is talk about the... You know, I was going to say long awaited. Did anybody ask for this new Matrix? I think that's a question that we have to ask when we get into the review. But I mean, when we did the trailer park, I think it's a question they asked even in the movie. It was. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> like, <laughs> even they were like, why are we doing this? Um, let's save it, man. Save it. Don't bl- don't blow your load yet. I already did when I was talking about flattening my dick out. <laughs> <laughs> or red jumpsuit apparatus. <laughs> yeah, red jumpsuit apparatus did it. <laughs> Face down in the dirt. Oh man. Um. Yeah, man. I don't know. When we did the trailer part for it, though, we had said like very skeptical about this. Like I'm pretty um like kind of worried, but also excited because it is the Matrix, and yeah. uh, I I think that's how a lot of people felt. Like, I, you know, looking on Instagram and the social medias, it seems like a lot of people are like, can't wait for this, but also very scared. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, hesitant, but hopeful. I did want to say this real quick mm-hmm. and then we could, we could get to something else. But, uh, I just, I just wanted to mention, I went to the movies today mm. and I saw this, I saw this Japanese anime mm-hmm. and 
which is cool because there's a theater over near me that like basically leaves a theater open and therefore for like very small, either like foreign films or like anime films and stuff like that. And uh, I've gone a couple times, but um, specifically for like Japanese anime, I've seen two movies this past year that fall into that category. One of which you have seen, which is the Demon Slayer movie. And at the end of both of these movies, it was like 20 straight minutes of like crying with very globulous tears, very over the top. And uh, <laughs> is that just a thing? <laughs> like, like, I haven't watched enough other than like the Miyazaki films. And like, I think the movie that we talk the most about that's Japanese anime is Akira, which is kind of the opposite. Yeah. And uh, but the more I'm watching, it's like every movie ends with like the most emotional over the top <laughs> crying ever. And I'm like, what I'm feeling uncomfortable <laughs> watching this cartoon right now. That being said, the animation was really nice. <laughs> That's all that matters. Kind of. Yeah. I actually went and saw it dubbed because and I know like anime purists are going to be like the fuck you never see it dubbed. You always see it subbed. The voices are so much better. But when I like, I'm going to go see an animated movie. I want to be able to take in the animation and the visuals and I'm not going to be able to do that if I'm reading the entire time. So I went and saw an English and it was a beautiful looking movie, but uh, it was, I felt like it got very, it kind of fell into some of the trappings of like anime that I dislike later on. And also they introduced a plot point about halfway through and I couldn't tell if they were paying homage, homage, I couldn't tell if they were paying tribute to uh, Beauty and the Beast or if they were just straight up ripping it off. But um, it was fun, I guess. If you're, if you're into movies that look really good, you can check it out. It's called Bell. And uh, but yeah, just be prepared. It's like, <laughs> it's very over the top <laughs> later on. Yeah. I don't know if it's as over the top as that bird crying from Demon Slayer, but it was pretty ridiculous. Uh, it's so good. Meg and I were actually just talking about that last night. We were talking about that. It going to see that demon slayer movie in theaters is our shared favorite movie going experience together. Like, and we've seen better <laughs> movies together, but the, the movie going experience surrounding that movie was just so, so good. Like even us, I think I told you, us being, I'm like, why don't we just go see like that Demon Slayer movie? She's like, we haven't seen the show. Do you think that's going to matter? I'm like, nah. <laughs> and then you show up and it's immediately after the end of the first season. It's just a continuation of the show. And I'm like, oh, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> We're both like, what the fuck? I had watched a, uh, a like recap before I went and saw the, the movie. Because I was like, am I going to watch the show? And I was like, probably not. And then I like watched the recap. And then after I watched the movie, I was like, maybe I will watch the show. And I watched, I think like the first three episodes and I stopped, but uh, I, um, I want to watch the show. I am interested in watching it. Yeah. I actually know someone granted, not like not too into them, but I know someone who has the girl with the muzzle tattooed on him. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. When that, when she showed up, I didn't know she was a demon. It's just some girl crawled out of a backpack. She's crawling around on all fours with a fucking gag in her mouth. I'm like, who the fuck is this kinky bitch? Yeah, you're like, damn, this movie's about BDSM? Whoa. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> dude, I'm just in the back of the theater. All of a sudden you hear. <laughs> so I was trying to find my cell phone so I can Google what was going on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Trailer park. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
<laughs> I like that. Is that a transition? It's a good transition. Yeah, you always want to transition into a trailer park with a public masturbation joke. Um, yeah, I told you I'm going to be scandalous this year. Everybody did, watch. Yeah. I'm actually, I we are recording this episode. We're not on a FaceTime. Uh, I am shirtless. So if that's something. Think about that, ladies. You know what, and gentlemen. You know what you are this year? Horny. You're a nasty daddy. Oh, I'm a nasty daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Just gurgling. I'm the Tasmanian devil now. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, I'm a nasty daddy, baby. <laughs> Well, I mean that it's on brand. Tasmanian Devil, Warner Brothers, they be, they made the Matrix. This all ties yeah, in. Tasmanian people. Daddy. Like, <laughs> the Tasmanian Daddy. <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get a Tasmanian Devil tattoo. I was gonna say that. It's gonna say Tasmanian Daddy. It's Taz, but he's got like a dad bod. Oh yeah. I love that. Yeah, I like that. What are we talking today? <laughs> Yeah, I forgot we were in the trailer park. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> you got this, man. We just talked about it. Yeah, I know. Um, It's a movie. Well, we talked about two different options, and I don't know what we settled on because I was eating soup. Oh, and soup is very distracting. Soup is super distracting. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, it was cool. Oh, <laughs> we're watching the trailer for um, Into the Superverse. Yeah. No, we're not. No, we're not. We're watching the trailer for... Does it have somebody... Does it have an actor who may or may not be related to the... No. Oh, no. so we're doing the other one? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I know what it is now. It's a movie. <laughs> in a world. In a movie. That has a new trailer out. One man, two dudes. We'll talk about it in one trailer park this January. Coming to a podcast near you is the trailer for movie Uncharted. <laughs> Are we doing Uncharted? Yeah, it's Uncharted. Oh, see, I asked because I, I was asking if it was an actor who may or may not be related to this, like the because I mentioned into the Spider-Verse. And I know Tom Holland's not in it. Well, maybe. Who knows? But that's what I meant. OK, so we're doing uh, Uncharted. Yeah, no, I thought you meant related to so Matrix. I'll, I'll just full. Yeah, full disclosure. We were, we were either going to do Uncharted or we were going to do Ambulance. And Ambulance has Yaya Abdul-Mateen in it. So we're like, oh, there's a tie. And then we're like. <laughs> fuck that noise let's do something completely unrelated we did uncharted yeah. so yeah you know what did it remind me though um because we've been trying to like you know we're heading into kind of a slow season with the you know the january the february movies we'll probably maybe halt some of the 2022 reviews and do some reviews for movies that are gonna be nominated for oscars and stuff do our little oscar crammy but um mm-hmm. for scream we should do the trailer for that new a24 horror movie called x have you seen the trailer oh, for that no. You watched it? Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, it looks <laughs> awesome. Very excited for that. Yeah, man. But yeah, Uncharted. Um, have you so have you seen this trailer yet? Because I've been in the theater multiple times when it's played and I've kind of ignored it. 
I have seen, I think I've seen two different trailers now. Ooh. There's a teaser. And there's the longer version that I think plays in theaters. And, um, gotta say, I got mixed, mixed, uh, feelings about it. Mm hmm. But, you know, I, you, have you, you played the Uncharted games? Yeah. I, I've, I've played one of them all the way through, and then like the other ones, I've mainly just watched my brother play. Got you. I've played all of them all the way through. I really, really, really like those games. They're mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Um, but I'm also not like a like. Oh, they better not ruin the game because it's like it's not gonna. It's a movie. The game is still. That's the thing about um movie adaptations of video games. It's just like. Well, you can't ruin the game because it's it's different than just retelling a story because a game is still like fun to play. You know what I mean? Like if you go back and play it, you're, it's still fun mm-hmm. as opposed to them retelling a story that is only just in story, like not not interactive in that way. Then yeah. you can be like, why are they like bastardizing this? But this mm-hmm. it's like. I don't care what changes they make. It looks like it. It looks like they there's some scenes that are look ripped directly from the video game. I'm like, that's cool. Um, but, you know, I don't I don't care if they got to change stuff. I'm not a stickler for that kind of details. What what is concerning is some of the stuff that I'm seeing in the trailer. And you know what else? We praise Tom Holland in uh, the Spider-Man movies and everything and how great he is there. And I don't think he's bad, but he's been in some real stinkers. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? It's like, I can't remember which movie it was. It may have been when we did Far From Home, um, or maybe it was when we did Onward. But around that time, he had, I think it was like 10 movies in like like pre or post-production. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of them he may have signed on to like prior to his like, big blow up. I know like the first Spider-Man really like put him on the map, but I feel like right. even more so like after, you know, end game and stuff, that's really what's blown him up. Cause I feel like some of these, he probably signed on to before he was like, Oh, now I, like Star Rose. Yeah. Like now he's talking about like, he really wants, he's like trying to become James Bond now. Like he's like, can't we do like young James Bond next? Like that, that's what he's like shooting for. But, uh, I mean, if you look at some of the movies, he was in like Doolittle. And like spies in disguise. I think Cherry was crappy. I never saw it. Chaos Walking was awful. Yeah. That was the movie that was like doomed to never come out, right? Yeah. And it finally mm-hmm. did. The one that he was in that I didn't just name was actually really good. That was The Devil All the Time. That's the other movie I was trying oh. to think of. Yeah, that that was good. That movie slapped. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. I liked that a lot. Um but yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the movies, I think maybe now he's being a little bit more selective. Also, after this Spider-Man trilogy wrapped up, it sounded like he kind of wanted to like maybe take a little bit of a break and like take his time because, you know, he worked like crazy the last three years. And I feel like now with his stock, he can kind of pick what he wants to do. But we might be at the tail end of like the movies that he was taking just to, uh, you know, to, to do as much as possible. And mm-hmm. I'm the same as you. I like the game. I think the game, you know, I, Uncharted actually has a story that I could see being a good movie. I feel like there's some video game movies that come out and you're just like, why? Like Sonic's kind of one of those. Like, um, I had read that there was a, a Paperboy movie at one point. I'm like, 
how did that happen? <laughs> like of all the games. <laughs> yeah. Like the game with like the most boring plot in the game. They're like, yeah, that really? needs to be a movie. <laughs> yeah. It's, doesn't this game sound awesome? You're just like a minimum wage worker. <laughs> it's like, yeah. You're a kid on a bicycle throwing papers at <laughs> houses. Yeah. But, um, so I don't know. I, the actual story of the game, I think could lend itself to being a good, um, good movie. And the writers and directors on this, I think, more so they have done more bad than good, but there are things in it that I'm like, Oh, I really like that movie. Like, uh, the director is Ruben Fleischer and he's done both of the zombie land movies. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. But then I think he was also the director on the first Venom movie. And then if you look huh. at the writers, there's art Markham and Matt Holloway, which we've talked about before because they wrote the very first Iron Man. And, but then after that they've done, uh, like, Transformers the last night, which killed the Transformers movies and oh, men in God. black international and stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a mixed, mixed bag on this one. You want to just get into it? Then we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Hey kid, a little young for a bartender, aren't you? A little old for prom, aren't you? Everything in here. Why the map? It's the biggest treasure that's never been found. Five billion easy, but it's just a story. I beg to differ. So Tom Holland picked up Mark Wahlberg at a bar. 500 years ago. Basically. My family found the world's biggest fortune. I can't wait to see that sex scene. Then was betrayed. <laughs> People have been searching for it all in vain. Both of you turn your keys clockwise at the same time. Ah! Thanks a lot. You almost got me killed. Clockwise, Sully. Well, it was 50-50, so I made a guess. Clearly. Voyage was not just about gold. It was something much more valuable. This girl has a very tragic history. So much blood. I'm pretty sure he just threatened to kill me. Oh, this is gonna suck! Don't get caught. You were just gonna leave me back there. Somebody had to get the cross. This is straight from the video game. Yeah, I just love the physics of it. Oh, it's actually insane. <laughs> Your brother believed that there was a final piece. Well, you know my brother's safe. You have no idea who you partnered with. What else aren't you telling me? The victor spoils. How are they gonna get them out of here? <laughs> what is that thing on your face? Yeah, puberty's right around the corner, kid. You can grow your own. Exclusively in movie theaters. Ah, Mark! Ah, he's got a mustache. I mean, that <laughs> is how the character looks, but... Yeah, uh, ooh, I don't, um... I don't know, man. Whoa, 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 That's something I'm getting really fucking sick of. <laughs> you know, it's funny, um... I have a kind of like a sound effects pack um, on my computer meant for like 
I have to do like audio editing. It's just a lot of like a kind of like abstract ambient noises that you can mix together to make stuff. Like there's like kind of like grinding noises if you do like gunshots or something. But then there is an entire folder in the pack that's just bass drops for trailers. We're just like, I'm like, yeah, let's put this in this, uh, (laughs) this retail commercial (laughs) that I'm doing right now. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, man. You know what? I think, uh, something that they probably want to nail on this movie is the action. And I don't know, man, like the vibe I'm getting from the action scenes in this is very, new pirates of the caribbean movies like the like four and five where they started losing us yeah and uh i don't know like because in the games like i feel like so much of it is kind of like the the movement and like the like the almost like i don't know if parkour is the right word but there is like a lot of like in cover it's a little more grounded and there's you know jumping from ledge to ledge and stuff like that this looks a little too crazy for me but Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Like, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, the games are definitely very parkour heavy. Yeah. But mm, I don't know. This is one of those movies where years ago when like I was playing the games, I was like, ah, oh, this would be perfect to translate into a movie because when you're playing the game, it really does play out like a movie. Mm-hmm. And the story is interesting and, and enjoyable. So I'm like, I wonder if this is going to be like a thing where, you know, be careful what you wish for. I don't know. It really depends on the team involved. And I don't know who's involved with the exception of the actors. But I think what it really boils down to, and I think I'm speaking for both of us, uh, I don't really like these kinds of movies. I don't mean video game movies, but like this kind of like action movie. It's, I don't know. It's just been done a lot, like a lot, a lot. Like yeah. to death a lot. This looks and, like um, it's a studio action movie, like to a T. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not super enticing to me. That, do- that doesn't get me rock hard. <laughs> the one thing that is like, I guess like nice ish about this. The reason I say nice ish is because apparently this is a prequel to the games. So they have Liberty to do whatever they want. Oh, I see. But at this, but at, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, but the story was pretty good, and I've seen you guys write some Duke-ass stuff, so maybe you should have just made it based on the game. Because I think that's the thing that everyone was like saying when the when they announced like the casting. They're like, Tom Holland's way too young to play Nathan Drake, and like Mark Wahlberg's way too old or way too young to play Sully. Like Sully's supposed to look, you know, a little, a little bit more grizzled. Yeah, Tom Hanks should play Sully. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> groundbreaking. <laughs> but. I don't know. I, uh, I'm hoping maybe the reason they decided to go this route was because they were like, Oh, this is actually a good idea. But, um, I've been burned with that kind of thinking a lot lately is thinking right. that the reason we were going in this direction is because you got a good idea. And then I find out that it's just some studio mandated garbage. So we've had video games surprise us in the last few years, mainly Sonic, which I just mentioned. Um, yeah. So maybe, they're turning the corner around a little bit with those. I will say this, uh, the trailer for the halo show came out and halo is something that like is very near and dear to me. It's probably my favorite video game franchise of all time. Never thought that halo would be something that I would want to watch. Just kind of like your main character does not talk. Um, but, uh, the trailer for that came out and I was like, okay, 
This looks pretty cool. Wait. Like I could I could get into this. Trailer for what? The Halo TV show. Oh, I didn't know that was even a thing. Yeah, it's been in development for a while, but it's gonna be on Paramount Plus, I think starting next month. Huh. But uh there's there's things in that trailer, like you don't get a ton of what the story's gonna be, but you get like a lot of visuals and uh the visuals and stuff, at least like world building wise, I'm like, wow, that looks awesome. Like they they really like high charity from the game looks awesome. Um so I don't know. I'm like excited for that. I have a little bit of hope. So I'm hoping maybe some video game movies that like, cause there's such a stank on video game movies. Yeah. And I feel like if you're coming to a studio and you're like, Hey, we want to make this a movie. I feel like there's a high chance that they might be like, fuck off. Like we've seen this before. Um, which, or it could just be, Oh, that franchise has a big following. It's going to make us bank. But I, I don't know. I just feel like lately there's been more, ones that have been kind of like, oh, this isn't awful. Like, I don't think we were super high on Detective Pikachu, but compared to, you know, video game movies in the past, like Doom and stuff, that was yeah. pretty passable. They have been getting a little bit better, but they're still not great. Yeah. Detective Pikachu yeah. was like that. Sonic was was definitely cringy for some reasons, and the product placement was awful, but it was fun, and there was, there was some positive to take from it, and it was successful, so that's what they're making the second mm-hmm. one. And um and the Mortal Kombat movie was fun. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about Mortal Kombat. Um Yeah, I mean there really hasn't been one that I've seen like lately that I'm like, this is completely awful unless I'm forgetting something. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll uh I'm probably gonna watch this. This ain't gonna be something I'm gonna run out day one to go see, but you know, with Tom Holland and in the uh the factor of the game, I'm I'm hoping maybe this could be at least a good time, but I'm skeptical. Like I'm watching the trailer and I'm not, not really into the action scenes. I'm not really into the jokes, but I'm willing to give it a, a try every once in a while. I'm into like a good adventure movie. Yeah. It all depends on how they, how they play it off. And, um, I don't know if I'm excited. I, you know what? I know actually I'm not excited, but I'm, I'm interested to see how they do. Like I want it to be good. Like obviously if I'm going to go out to the theaters, I want it to be good. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not rooting for it to fail. Um, but yeah, I just don't know. Cause like I said, this isn't really my, my forte. I mean, yeah, I'll go see it. I'm sure it's not going to be like a door of the Explorer where it's like top notch adventure film, but you know, we'll see. (laughs) That was one, unless I'm forgetting. I remember when you saw that, you're like, I went and saw Dora. It was better than I thought it would be. <laughs> it was. It was definitely. I thought it was going to be like, well, this will be an easy F. And I was just like, that's like a C minus D plus. I'm like, that wasn't that bad. Yeah. And Dora's hot. <laughs> and I can say that because the actress is of age. So everybody relax. I mean, is she? I don't know. Scandal. Oh, <laughs> she, she is. Because <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty sure that was a rabbit hole you went down two years ago. <laughs> yeah. I live in that hole. <laughs> I think the guys from Double Toasted said the same thing. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, don't make Dora hot. She's a fucking kid. I mean, she's a high schooler in the movie, but still, don't make her. Don't make me want to like <laughs> hop in the backpack. Oh my god, I would so hop in that backpack, <laughs> bitch. I'm the map. <laughs> oh man, you want to get out of this trailer park before you say something really damaging? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I <we> probably should. <laughs> Before All the right. feds come in through my window. Yeah. 
<laughs> Some guy in a zip line just crashes he, through your window. <laughs> get him. He beat me to Dora. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's what it is. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, let's get into the Matrix Resurrections. Mm, speaking of erections. Yeah. Res erections. Um, red erections. The Matrix Red Erections. Um, <laughs> directed by Lana Wachowski. Uh, written by Lana Wachowski, which in theory is nice because, you know, you got the, the people coming back who made the, the original ones, or at least... Half of them. Keanu Reeves coming back as Neo. Carrie Ann Moss coming back as Trinity. We don't have Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus. Uh, there's a reason why. I don't know if I buy that reason, but we'll, we'll get to it. And this time around, Yahya Abdul-Mateen is Morpheus. And uh, Jonathan Groff is Agent Smith. He's just called Smith, I think. I don't think they ever call him an agent in this movie. Neil Patrick Harris is in this movie. Um, Jessica Henwick is in it. And I think those are your main players. There's some people that pop in here and there from older Matrix movies, but that's kind of more of a spoiler, I think. Um, but yeah, where do you want to start with this one, man? Because I think there was a lot of questions going into this. <laughs> well, there were a lot of questions going into this. So luckily for you, the audience, the first act is all exposition, so that helps. The first act, well... I wouldn't even say just the first act. This, I can I can see a little bit of why they did this. You know, the last Matrix movie came out how long ago? Like 20 years ago, almost. Right. And it's probably been a while since people have seen that. So, like, it's okay to refresh people on it. Like, I, I think some stuff is cool to to put in. But they there's some stuff in here where it's like, yo, what are you doing? Like, there's a scene in the movie and it's a it's a red pill blue pill scene and in the background of the red pill blue pill scene projected on the wall is the clip from the first matrix just playing <laughs> like it's just playing the movie yeah and um so stuff like that i think it is very like heavy handed in kind of the nostalgia and nostalgia has been super hot lately because you know last episode we were just talking about how spider-man brought back movies from our childhood and stuff like that but the way it's done there is so much more like um, there's, there's a lot more tact behind it and it's a little more special. Whereas this is just like, we're just going to play the greatest hits of the first movie. Like you'll be watching this and in the back and you'll be like, Oh shit, it's that scene I really liked from the original movie. And it, it's not yeah, exactly done very tactfully. I get that they're trying to explain stuff because I think just working, making this movie work is kind of a task. Um, but yeah, it's very heavy handed with that. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. And you're right. It's been a long time and I shouldn't have left you without a dope beat to step to. <laughs> but I feel like they definitely take way too much time. And this movie, I this is hard because I saw two movies back to back days apart that for me have similar issues okay i won't say what movie i saw but i saw something like two days ago and i felt the same way leaving there where trying to be meta 
like there's a difference between just like doing it and like i don't know i'm more be about it don't just like talk about it the whole time mm -hmm. and there's so much heavy-handed meta self-referential like crawling up your own fucking ass happening and i feel like when you get to the end and i'm not going to say what the end is or we're not talking spoilers yet but like big picture full circle on the movie i am kind of left with a feeling of why did we do this yeah yeah what what is the forward push in the story is there even a forward push to the story what and then when you go into like the meta conversations that they're having, especially early on, which by the way, I would just like to point out, I think you saw space jam, right? Yep. I'm pretty sure that that new space jam movie was the first draft of this matrix movie. <laughs> and when Lana Wachowski brought it to the studio, it's like, Oh, here's the first draft or whatever. They're like, Oh, okay, cool. Like, let us know when it's finished. But also, can we take this and use it for Space Jam? And they were like, sure. <laughs> because this is the second time the villain in the movie was Warner Brothers. Yeah, it was. And I... This it's crazy. Literally a line like, oh, the people in charge are Warner Brothers, the evil corporation. And I'm like, that was literally the plot of Space Jam. Yeah. I said that to Ryan because me and Ryan went and saw it together in theater and leaving the theater. I was like, this is the second movie I've watched in the span of like six months where they like Warner Brothers mentions themselves in their own movie, basically being like, we suck. <laughs> and I was like, what? Yeah. Um, I did want to say that, though, because, you know, we kind of mentioned a little bit of uh, getting burned on. Do people have a really good idea for a movie? You know, I felt like if the Wachowskis are bringing this back. They have to have a great idea. But then there's lines in this movie that almost make me believe that this was a thing that like Warner Brothers might have had the rights to. Maybe they purchased like the rights to the Matrix after the first one. Or I don't know how, how it worked, but it just made me there's lines in this movie where it's like, yeah, I don't want to spoil stuff. We'll get to the spoilers later. But there's lines that are basically just saying like after the trilogy, Warner Brothers was going to make a sequel. So we got to make a sequel to the trilogy. Yeah. And it's like, what? So like, I kind of, part of me almost felt like that was like a peek behind the curtain maybe. And I was getting kind of upset when, when that was happening in the movie, I was like, Oh no, are you telling me that this is like, like it's almost like a cry for help. Like, sorry guys, we didn't want to make this. The studio said they were going to do it with or without us. <laughs> so, this is what you got. Yeah, which worries me because either, either one of two things, that is the case and that's horrible or it's not the case and they're just kind of like playing on that ideal. And I don't like that either because I don't know. The, these things about like these movie studios and especially Warner Brothers being the one to put it out, but them addressing like essentially like toxic fandom and people like, you know, they're going to make it with or without us. And this whole, um, you know, all they this is what they really like it for and trying to break it down and stuff like that. And it's like, you're the bastards who caved and gave the Snyder cut and em emboldened <laughs> these fucking internet basement dweller nerds 
to push for things like this. So don't sit there and fucking bitch about it in the movie when it's like you're you're fucking here to do it. You're here cashing the check. Like don't act like you're fucking bigger than this, but then also are doing like you know what I mean? I don't know. There's something something feels wrong about bringing so much attention to it. Like it's one thing yeah. if it was just like one quick offhand comment, but especially that scene because it's early on. So essentially, the Matrix. I don't think this is a spoiler. This is just this is literally the beginning of the movie. The Matrix exists in Thomas Anderson's world. He's Thomas Anderson again when when we're starting up, and he's a video game coder. You know, he created this video game. He created the Matrix, which is a video game. And the video games mm-hmm. tell the story of those first three movies. And it's kind of like a, it's used as like a coping mechanism for him and his like stress and things like that. Things that he's gone through and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's, there's a number of times. So they're like working on like, they're like, Hey, we're going to make a new matrix video game and we're going to do it with or without you. So you better get involved and help if you want to protect your, lineage kind of so then he's forced to make a new matrix game and then like yeah there's just they're talking about like reboot culture and like oh we can't make it a reboot it's gotta be this and that and blah 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 and really like hitting the nail on the head with that and then one of the guys literally looks like down the barrel of the camera at, like during that whole pitch meeting and says like all right we're getting too far down the rabbit hole like yeah it is <laughs> so self-referential and not even in a, like a slick way, but like where they will reference the matrix and then follow it up with like, damn, that was a cool reference to the matrix. Right. Anyways, carrying on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that actually happens in the movie when, when Morpheus comes and addresses Neo for the first time in this. Yeah. You know what? There's like a bunch of other stuff. You were mentioning how self-referential self-referential it is and how, I almost wanted to call this movie like just the matrix meta. Cause like the first hour of it is just so meta. Like I, I can't even think of a better word to, to use for it, but and not in like a cool way, not in like, like I feel like Deadpool is meta and like pretty funny, but like here it's just like, I'm not like you're doing it so much that you're beating me over the head with it. But I like, there's a part where the guy's like, Oh, what do people love about these games? meaning the movies. Oh, they love bullet time. Okay. We'll do bullet time. And they just start listing off the things like, remember that movie? Remember this thing you really liked about it? Yeah. We're going to do that again here, buddy. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, I'm like, just, it was, it was really annoying. Now I did want to say this. Um, you know, we talked about this when we did the trailer park, the first matrix movie is phenomenal. Like I, Mm -hmm. I love the first matrix and it's a masterpiece and it changed. It didn't even just change its own genre. It did, but it changed like everything. Every movie after that looked like the matrix referenced the matrix. Like it, I mean, you know, obviously not like every like hard hitting drama and stuff, but like it changed fashion for the two thousands. Like it went into like this dark leathery, like, a futuristic kind of um, like techno goth 
kind of stage. Mm-hmm. All of it is the Matrix. The Matrix influenced so much, changed the fucking world, not even just in movies, like legitimately changed everything. Yeah, like for me, that movie is so like influential with everything else that came after it that in some ways I can forgive the second and third one. And also the thing about the first one is too, that movie stands on its own. Like you, that movie is built to exist by itself if needed, uh, which is a great thing about it. So you can just watch the first one and really enjoy it. And it's not one of those things where it's like, well, I remember everything that came after this. So it like this movie is like ruined. I, yes, you do think about those things, but if you do want to like think about the second and third one, when I left the theater, and the reason I'm saying this is because I feel like hot out of the gate on this review, we've just talked about negatives. I'm curious how you feel about it. But for me personally, um, this movie's better than three. And yeah. I think this movie is on par probably with two. Um, I might like two a little bit more just for nostalgia reasons. But I think that, you know, my big thing that I always say about two is like two has moments that I do like. And at least in terms of this movie, there are a few moments that I actually do really like. Most of them are very early. Like the movie starts up with kind of a recreation of a scene from one of the movies. And I thought it was really cool seeing it through another lens. And then there are some like action scenes early on that had like heavy inception vibes, like going into like different doors and landing, like coming out on the ceiling and stuff like that. And early on in this movie, I was like, I was like, fuck yeah. Like this is what I want to see. Like if the movie's, the story is not going to be something that is like phenomenal. And I can't really hold this movie to the standards of the first one anyway, because it was such a, you know, a phenomenon almost. Yeah. If anything else, I just want like really dope action scenes, stuff that pushes the limit. And I think there are moments here in this movie that, that give you that. I think there's some that'll give you some good fixes. Now going off of that, I think there's other parts of this movie in terms of the action, in terms of the visuals where they completely abandon what made the matrix, the matrix. Oh dude. Yeah. hundred percent. Actually, that's one of my, it's one of my notes is, is that exact thing. It's like, and it's so weird too, because it's made by so many of the people who made that. And mm-hmm. even, um, guy who, who made John wick with, with Keanu. It's Chad Stileski. Yeah, Chad Stahelski in the fucking movie. And he was, he was a stunt man in the fucking, um, matrix movies. He worked with, uh, with Keanu on those movies and the Wachowskis on those movies. He directed, uh, John wick. Mm-hmm. And, and then you have this movie and it's something we talked about. I think where it's like, yeah, we know he can still do the action. Cause we see him in John wick and you, you can get these long cuts and everything like that. And yet, this movie is super quick cutty. It's very CGI heavy. They went for they went for big instead of what I would consider impressive. Yeah. Like you got you got Keanu and he he knows kung fu. <laughs> and uh see that was a reference. I suck on that. That's like my favorite line from the original one, just because it's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. He he says it again in this one. He's like, I still know kung still fu. Know kung fu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which that that didn't bother me nearly as much as as some of the other like heavy handed reference stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, like these guys are here. Like you got this stunt man here. Like you couldn't have asked him for like a hey, like 
why don't you like choreograph like a scene or something? I don't know. But like you got Keanu there. He can do the action. And instead he just kind of like poses and does hand waving magic powers instead of actually doing like, I mean, he, he throws some punches. There's some fights there, but the way it's cut and edited is just so you're not showcasing his talent really. And it seems like such a waste because like you don't need to hide his ability behind editing because his ability is probably more so than any of the people who are also working on set with him at that time. He's probably the best fighter you fucking got and you're not showing him off and he's the one he's Neo. Like, you know, like I saw, you know, I stayed away from reviews. I stayed away from any, um, any info I could about the movie. Cause I wanted to form my own opinion. Cause at the gate, I heard mixed things and I was like, okay, that's all I need to know. I don't want to be influenced by anybody else, but I did see a meme and it was like a guy with like one of those, um, not like a punching bag, like a body bag, you know, but, yeah. uh, like one of the stick ones. And it's like Neo in the first movie and he's doing like all the fast karate on it. And mm-hmm. it's like Neo, Neo in the newest one. And he's literally just like standing there waving his hands and it just goes, womp, <laughs> womp. And he's not doing any karate. And I'm like, damn, I'm like, I hope that's not true. And then I watched this movie and I was like, fuck. Yeah. That's like something I was going to say where my favorite action scene in the whole movie happens early. It does not involve Keanu Reeves. And that's like, wrong <laughs> like that should not yeah. be what happens but also just in you know taking counteries out of the equation again going back to the feel of the matrix movies the matrix is like if you really had to sum up like what genre is the matrix i feel like the matrix is a sci-fi movie that has heavy kung fu vibes to it and yeah and yeah, and it feels like those old school you know, like the high wire, like the crouching tiger of it all. Yeah. And there's so little of it in this movie. And I feel like in some ways they were kind of like, well, we don't want to go backwards. And like everyone remembers like Neo, you know, flying, like stopping the bullets in real time, like doing all this crazy shit. Like let's focus on the crazy rather than the grounded in some ways. And for me, like, you know, what would have been a better story to tell is the hook. Just rip off hook. (laughs) He has to find it again. He can't do it right away. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, granted, they take like an hour to wake him up. Yeah. But like, and we'll talk about waking people up and how long it takes to get to them uh, when it comes to other characters, because holy shit. (laughs) But, but it's like. How about how about he's awake now and they're just like, dude, like you're the one. He's like, I know I could do all these things, but like I can't any. He's like, I'm, you know, like maybe taking the blue pill for so long, like dulled his powers. Mm-hmm. So that now you have an excuse for scaling it back and it makes sense. And then you have that big moment again at the end when he can finally do it again and he can reconnect. But he couldn't have done it without Trinity. And she's the one who really like awakened that side of him. But like. And it feels like they almost like slapped that together a little bit at the end, but I don't know, man, you could have done it. You could have done it so much better. Yeah, I, I agree. Like the first fight scene that Keanu Reeves shows up in 
is this train sequence and it's like really, really quick cutty and right out the gate. It's like, I don't know. I was just like, Oh, this ain't, this ain't what the matrix is about. Like, where's the choreography on this? Where, you know, where's the craft behind it? And I don't think it's necessarily fair for me to be like, I'm here to see a matrix movie. You better push the boundaries of action. <laughs> like you did with the first one. But like, right. I, like you're saying, you have Keanu Reeves, who's at the top of his game. He's one of the best people at doing this stuff. You got to use them. And it was, there's just so much that just feels abandoned here in terms of the action and also the craft, which I do want to get to in a second. But yeah, the just in general, like just a lack of of like focus on like the Kung. I, it's almost like I was saying earlier, they're like people really like bullet time. So we'll give them more like CGI bullet time stuff rather than like people want to see, you know, like the Kung Fu, the, the really good choreography. Even the one scene that you do get kind of a Kung Fu fight between Morpheus and Neo which you see in the trailer is pretty short. Mm -hmm. And then it culminates in a gigantic CGI explosion. (laughs) And it's like, okay. Right. So yeah, man, I, there's, uh, there's a really good action sequence early on in the movie, but I think everything after that for me really sagged. And, uh, like if I were to watch this movie again, I'd probably just skip, like watch me the first like half hour and then like skip to a few parts here and there afterwards. Um, cause yeah, for a matrix movie, the action's really underwhelming for the most part. Um, and I did want like just going off of that with like the craft behind it. Um, I don't want to like be a complete asshole because I know it, it's really difficult to make a movie and the Wachowskis are visionaries and they've done some really cool stuff, but there is not even lying. There is extremely shoddy work in this movie. Like, like, okay. Just for that train sequence I mentioned, I'm assuming it was shot in a train with a green screen on the windows and Mm -hmm. the lighting outside the train doesn't match the lighting inside the train. And then certain parts are shot at different frame rates. So the camera's slowing down. Like, it's not like, oh, when's a slow motion? It's like, it's skipping frames because it's filmed improperly. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. And then there's a there's another part which is just very weird, like where Neil Patrick Harris goes, is he going bullet time? I don't know what it like he's i guess yeah i guess because he's no he's not an agent he's basically the architect i guess that's a spoiler but is you've seen bullet time before you know what it looks like there's this scene that's almost kind of like the reverse of bullet time where it's like what um what the agent is experiencing when they're in kind of that state where like you know like and uh but that scene is like technically done on a awful level like it's there's scenes that weren't shot with neil patrick harris there and they rotoscoped him in and you could see like like there's one scene i'll have to go back you if you watch the scene on hbo i don't know if the movie's still gonna be on hbo when this review comes out but if you go back and watch that scene there are moments where neil neil patrick harris was not there and you can literally see where they cut him out from the green screen and it looks so bad i was like what the fuck is that and there's one in particular where uh, Neil Patrick Harris like crosses over in front of Keanu Reeves's hand, but he wasn't there. And you could like, you could see that they're not in the same scene together. It's just like, how are these, 
This you're making you made the matrix 20 years ago. You've had 20 years of extra experience in technology and this is what you did? What the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's bonkers. Yeah. And then I mean, yeah. I I like Neil Patrick Harris. I think he's great. But his his character in this movie was just to exposition dumps. <laughs> well, his I could be wrong, but I think his because there's characters in this movie that take the place of previous characters. And I think his yeah. character is taking the place of the architect. And I think in this movie, if you look him up on IMDb, he's called the analyst. So I don't know if that's like actually right. true, but I think they fill the same role. Um, But yeah, but yeah like he kind of just shows up. He says a bunch of things that the villain would say in a movie when he's like, this was my master plan or whatever. And it's like, okay, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, all right, you want to be meta about your own movie? Fine. But don't, don't also be meta and then also be tropey, but not for the sake of commenting on tropes, but for lazy writing, what feels like lazy writing to me. Mm -hmm. Cause that's, that's the thing that bothers me. It's just like, it almost feels like you're being, you're being meta and self-referential so that when somebody says like, Hey, like it's just like the same shit you did in the first one that you can just be like, Oh yeah, well we meant to do that. So you're actually wrong. <laughs> Your opinion is wrong. Cause we actually meant to do that. So yeah. <laughs> I still feel like even if things were intentional, there's like, there's just a like a disconnect between knowing what made the first movies good and what you're doing now. Like I, I can get wanting to do something different, but there's just things that are like very inconsistent also like the visual, uh, like the aesthetic of the movie is like very different. It's something I always really liked about the first matrix and, and you hit it just talking about how it influenced other movies. But first one always felt like kind of grungy and dark and like, in terms of the technology, it, it felt very um, like like gears, like very analog. And mm-hmm. and then there's things in this movie that look like they're like Earth to Echo Disney Channel CGI shit. Like there's a there's like this one manta ray thing that showed up. And I was like, I fucking hate that. Oh, yeah, that looks awful. And it doesn't look like anything we've ever seen in the Matrix. Like, what is this? And. I right. get that it's like X many years in the future technology is involved, but like it's, it's got the prequel star Wars vibes to it where it's like, we've never seen anything look like this. And instead of going for that grounded practical look, you, now you're just going for like how, how, how glossy can we make this thing look? Yeah. Don't like it at all. That was honestly, if anything else, just the, the lack of ingenuity in terms of the look and the CGI was the biggest bummer for me. I was just kind of like, what is this? Like I, I, my bar was set like pretty low. Cause I was so afraid of it. I was excited, but afraid. And I was just like, just give me cool action scenes. Give me cool visuals. And they gave me probably two cool action scenes and awful visuals. <laughs> so I was pretty let down with that. <laughs> yeah. It's a real bummer that aspect of it. Cause you know, maybe you don't go in uh, suspecting it to be amazing. Maybe you go in with low expectations in terms of what's the story going to be or, you know, what's this and that. But like the one thing you would suspect when you have Keanu Reeves, when you have uh, Lana Wachowski, when you have this property 
you would expect the action to to hit. And the fact that it doesn't really takes the wind out of its sails, I feel like, because now it's like, okay, your action's not hitting, then your story better excel because they even mention it. It's just like the fans like it because it's smart. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just about, and they have that conversation when they're talking about the game. They're like, no, it's not just about the bullets and the action. Like it's a, they want it to be smart. And then somebody even says just like, it's like, no, I like it to just be like dumb and fun. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know what they landed on in the writer's room for how they wanted this movie to be, but I didn't feel like it was super fun and I didn't feel like it was super smart either. Yeah. Well, you just saying that, like, do you want to get into spoilers now? Because um, there's something that I kind of just want to go off of with that in terms of how the story plays out. Yeah, let's bust it open. It's been long enough. All right. So, I mean, you had already mentioned that the way that they got around, you know, everything from the past and him being, you know, back in the matrix is that he's reinserted and he developed a video game and it's based on the movies and he has these memories and blah, blah, blah. Um, now the thing that like really bothered me leaving the theater about this movie is you kind of wonder like, okay, well what happened from those old movies And what is the conflict here now in these movies? Like, why does he have to come back? And when you boil this movie down, Neo comes back into the real world because some fans just want him there. Yeah. There's really no reason behind it. And then the goal of the movie becomes just, hey, you should get your girlfriend back. And he's like, yeah, I think I would like that. And I was just thinking, like, one, it's super lame. I think they were maybe going for, like, let's, like, do, like, a Love Conquers All type thing. I don't think Matrix fans were asking for that. But just in general, if you compare it to the stakes of the first Matrix movies, it's like, it's literally, hey, there's one city left on the entire planet with humans on it. Humans are on the verge of extinction and the machines are going to kill us all to let's get this guy a slam piece back. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what, what is that? So like it was like over halfway through the movie and I was like sitting there just going, why do I care? Yes. It would be nice for him to get for the two of them to be together because they were together before, but also she is fine there and there's really no conflict in the movie. Like the matrix just exists and the people on earth are fine. They've developed like farming and stuff like this at this point. And they live kind of in harmony with some machines now. Um, yeah, that, there's, there's no conflict in the movie, which is just going back to like, I don't know. Is it smart? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think it's a good story. Yeah, I didn't think it needed to be told or raise the stakes. Like do something, do something else. Does is it bad that the matrix is a thing? Yeah. But they they're not really like actively waging war on humans anymore. They still have a lot of humans plugged in. So sure, you're you're going to get Neo and all right, 
we're going to get him back out of the matrix because now we know he's in there and he's we're going to get back into the into the thick of it and set everybody free or whatever. But they didn't really establish that as like the main motive. They didn't really do a lot of work towards that. It was like you said, really just like, all right, we found Neo. Isn't that sick? What a legend. And he's like, can we get my girlfriend? And they're like, yeah, bro. Yeah. They were pretty much just like, whatever you want, man, we're huge fans. And he's like, cool. (laughs) Sick. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, it didn't. If that's the reason you decided to come back, that's, that's the most story you wanted to tell. Bullshit. Come on. Come on. Like that to me makes this feel the most like it was just kind of slapped together, lazy, um, just doing it to do it. And not because there was, they had like a really cool idea for somewhere they wanted to go. It seemed like this movie was, they had some, some relatively cool ideas like in terms of small pieces of world building, but they didn't have more story to tell. Like, they had cool ideas for like technology advances and ways to ways to do different things in terms of like what has the matrix become and what is it what are they doing with it and little things like that but story wise they didn't have a fucking anything they they were just like you know let's make a fucking matrix movie here we go so maybe that does make me believe more so that they were kind of told we're making it with or without you. Yeah. That's that's my worry is that this was more of a studio mandated movie, which makes me wonder if there are more coming. I hope not. Because it feels like they were setting it up for more. Yeah. Like I, the thing that I had heard after I saw it and like I, I didn't care that I was seeing excited. I saw the movie on like opening night. But like the thing that I saw a lot of people saying was they're like, yeah, this movie's probably better than like three and two. Definitely three, but uh, do I? Am I happy they made it? No, <laughs> like they didn't need to make yeah. it. Um, so I'm just nobody like, asked for it. Yeah, nobody asked for it. I think, I think a lot of people were fine with just let's have that first movie. It'll still be a classic, and uh, and this doesn't damage the first one. Again, the the first one's designed to stand on its own, but. It's just I, I felt like it was such a non-story. It was they decided to tell something that was so not worth my time. <laughs> in some ways, yeah, yeah, and it's long. It's long for not really adding anything to the story. Yeah, two and a half hours of of basically just stroking off the first movie. Yeah, and and one like last thing, um, I don't think the Matrix. In general, even the first one, I don't think any of them are particularly good at delivering something that is like emotional. Like I don't think there was any movies where I was like, like, oh, my God, like, I'm really upset that this character died or whatever. Um, But I will say this. I think that first one does a pretty good job of like the characterization within the movie. Obviously, you really like your main players, your Morpheus and Trinity and Neo. But in that first one specifically, they do a really good job early on in the movie introducing all of the characters on the ship. Like, you know, once he 
is put back into the real world. A lot of the first, you know, half hour of him being in that world, he's on the Nebuchadnezzar with, you know, like APOC and switch and, and mouse and stuff like that. And cypher. And mm-hmm. you learn all those characters. A lot of those characters have really good moments. Even I think mouse who's the first one to die out of all of them has this really cool scene in the movie where he's talking about like, um, how did the machines or the matrix know, like how to make my brain think about, um, like what this thing tastes like. And then yeah. Cypher has like a, you know, a good mo- moment, like talking about like, should I really care if I go back into the matrix? Because they're like, this steak tastes fucking amazing basically. Like, and, uh, yeah. So like, the background characters have really good moments of dialogue that like are thought provoking and like you get to understand their character and you know, Trinity and Morpheus or Trinity and Neo in this movie. And and you know, Morpheus too, because he's pretty much the same person. Um, but any new characters, none of them stand out. And like, I couldn't even tell you the main girl's name. Like I completely forgot after the movie ended, it was just such like a non standout that, yeah, I don't know. It just felt like, characterization super weak on the movie like again so much of it is just like slapped together it feels like and it really bothers me that like the name the matrix is on it because so much of the matrix is you would assume pushing the boundaries or revolutionary or whatever and like this is just so i i said that uncharted looked like a studio film i feel like after watching this this almost feels like a studio film also yeah no 100 percent yeah, it's um, it's definitely a bit of a bummer, a little bit of a bummer. Now, do you have do you have a lot more that you want to um, to target on this? Because for me, like, well, let me let me look at my notes actually, because I I think I hit everything personally. And oh well, yeah, yeah, because I wrote I was like question mark more movies to come and. My first note when the movie was done, I said, um, wait, why did they need Neo again? And I was <laughs> like, what was the purpose here and what are they doing? <laughs> so we we hit on those. And then like other than that, like, I don't know, you, you want to talk about feeling like a studio film? I felt like the score was kind of generic and just actiony and kind of mm-hmm. blah and so CGI heavy. And I didn't feel like the CGI looked necessarily amazing all the time. I don't think I don't think the CGI looks particularly good on this movie, honestly. Yeah, it's like if you're gonna do it and you're gonna go so heavy handed with the CGI, like be the best at it. Yeah. Like you're the Matrix, you're Warner Brothers, you have the money. <laughs> like they they're putting the money behind this. Like you couldn't have or if that's the case, scale back the effects. And I know they did practical for some things like the jump off the building and everything like the jump across the building. Yeah, they did practical. So I'm like, okay, cool. That's cool and all. And I don't want to take away from doing that kind of stunt work and everything because that's terrifying and I would never do it. Yeah. And that that, that seems actually Carrie Ann Moss doing it too, which is very cool. Yeah. So respect there. But so much of the rest of the movie is just cgi bullshit big explosions um i did think that scene was cool when they're like on the motorcycle and ever they're all dive bombing from out of the buildings <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like that that's a pretty crazy scene and everything but it was all just cgi bullshit like i don't know i'm just 
kind of unimpressed with that at this stage in the game. It would have been more impressive to scale it back. I think that's why John Wick works so well is because it is scaled back. And what impresses you is the action and that you could see what's happening and you can see that it is actually Keanu doing this shit. And that makes your jaw drop more so than big spectacle explosions and crazy shit happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? Like, I kind of felt the same way that that scene towards the end with the motorcycle. I was like, this is kind of cool. But then it also got me thinking. And I was like, there is a scene with Trinity on the Ducati, though. And in the second one, that's way better than this, though. <laughs> and I was like, hmm. Right. Maybe, maybe this isn't that cool. So, yeah. I don't know. It, there's so much of it that. Do I think this is like the worst movie ever? No, but this was a big bummer for me. And I think if you've seen all three of the Matrix movies, a lot of people are going to fall in line where it's like, it's not as bad as three. So I guess I'm pleased by that. But like, if like after all these bar, yeah, like after all these years, though, you're coming back. And that's the thing is the first one had such staying power to even want to do a movie 20 years later. And so if you're coming back 20 years later and be like, hey, we're going to do a Matrix movie. No one's thinking like, you know, the goal shouldn't be. Oh man, just be better than than revolutions. You know, like I think everyone is like, oh wow, like they're gonna come back with a great idea that's gonna like contribute to make the first one even better or expand the lore. And I don't know, this is just I feel like after watching it, everyone's just kind of the same thing. Like it's better than three, maybe it's on par with two. (laughs) It's like cool. Yeah, (laughs) you had twenty years to be. You had twenty years to be better than a really awful movie. <laughs> yeah. Great. Happy to have you back, I guess. Yeah. Well, why don't we get into some tomato tomatoes? Cause I, like I t- said before, I have not been paying attention to reviews. I wanted to see this movie raw dog, just no outside influence. I, I want to form my own opinion before I even look at anyone else's. So I'm actually excited. Cause I saw there's a, um, there's an honest trailers for this and I really want to watch the honest trailers for it and see if, if they, uh, if they make some of the same points that I picked up on. Mm-hmm. I actually saw that show up today. Well, tomato, tomato, the critics, they're bringing this in at a 62%. So a D minus. Woof. Woof. Yeah. That's almost an F. That's almost very close F. to an F. The audience though, they are right there with them they gave it a 64 percent, and it's a d so it's a d minus to a d wow so what do you got that's really close that's really close to each other geez this was tough because i only just finished watching this like right like maybe an hour or two before we started recording this episode (laughs) um and I usually like to sit on it for a little while because my immediate reaction out of my viewing is usually not what it is when it comes time to record. Like it'll usually change uh, at least a little bit. It's usually only by like a plus or a minus. Um, I haven't had any major jumps in grades. And then there's the event, the events of um, sometimes I see a movie and I just love it so much. I'm just like, Oh, so solid on the grade. This one, I was like, I have a hard time saying that the movie is necessarily bad because I don't know if that's really how I feel. I think just that feeling of disappointment 
and that feeling of like, I don't think we needed this and it didn't add anything like is making it hard for me to see if it is good or not. Yeah. The one thing I will say, like, you know, I said that it felt very action movie, you know, studio based and comparing this to just other studio action movies. I feel like a lot of those other action movies typically have like very nonsensical plots. Like there's just things that happen in them. And sometimes there's just, you know, motivations that don't make any sense and blah, blah, blah. I don't really want to hold, like I'm not holding this as like, well guys, like I'm going to defend the matrix resurrections because the plot makes sense, but it, it, at least it does. So like, I don't think this movie's, I, I'll say this right now. I'm not failing the movie. I just, uh, like, I think the plot is cohesive enough. It's just not an engaging story. There's just a lot of things that compared to the original movie or even the original trilogy, I found to be a huge letdown. Um, yeah. There's not a ton of things that I think are just flat out, like, this is F-worthy. It's just, there's a lot of things that, you know, you're left wanting way more. The only thing that, yeah. like, actively I thought was just shit, like, hated, I really did not like the direction they took the aesthetics and the visuals in, because I think there's just a lack of craft to it. And then when you compare it to the those original movies, it's like, that's unacceptable. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Well then for me, I'm just going to stick with my knee jerk reaction to it. If it changes down the road, whatever, I'll address it. Maybe come time for the duties. Like I'll make mention if I've, if I've wavered on my grade, but what I wrote down when I finished, I'll just stick with it. Um, I'll say tomato. I gave it a D. Nice. Nice. I went tomato. And I went D also. <laughs> so there <Nice>. you go. <laughs> wow. It's, I feel like it's been a really long time since we gave the same grade on a movie. Yeah. You know, it was funny. Like went and saw this with Ryan. And it was either on like opening night or it was like the next day. And Ryan knew that I was really stoked to see this. Like I, I've said it multiple times. I was really excited, a little worried, but excited. I kept saying like that day, my dad was like, you guys going to the movies? I was like, yeah, we're seeing the matrix resurrections. And I was like, I'm really excited for it. I don't think it's going to be good though, but I am really excited for it. And then, so he knew that I was, I was amped up to see this and the movie ended and he just looked over at me and didn't say anything. And then I looked over at him and I just went, meh. (laughs) And And then he was like, yeah. And I was like, it's a D and I just got out of my seat. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> actually, yeah, that's, actually, that's not true. There's a post credit scene to it that we waited for and we were upset that we waited for it. Oh, is there? I didn't wait. I'll tell you right now what it is. The post credit scene is just, it, it's on the level of like cutting back to the ant playing the drums from Ant-Man where you're just like, I waited this whole time for oh. this bullshit. So like it just cuts and it's the people uh, like the game developers all sitting around the table trying to like pitch ideas and figure out what they're going to do. And then someone is basically just like, everyone loves cats. Like, why don't we just do that? And they're just like, that's it. We're going to do the cat tricks. And then it ends. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> that's why, why even? They're basically just like, people love videos of cats online. Like, why don't we just like make the matrix about cats? And they're like, and I think they say they're like, they're like, yeah, let's call it the cat tricks. Then it ends. 
That's stupid. What a waste of time. <laughs> it's really stupid. What a fucking waste of time. <laughs> yeah, it's really shitty. <laughs> it's like I waited two decades for the cat tricks. What, why? Yeah. Wh- what are you doing who? to me? For who? Well, great. Oh, well. Yeah. We're back, baby. We're <laughs> back. 2022. I mean, this is a 2021 movie. Um, I've seen one movie for 2022 already, which I feel ashamed about because there's still 2021 movies I need to go back and watch uh, to prepare for yeah. the duties, which are coming soon. I'm very excited about that. Again, like that that first year, I guess technically it was the second duties we did, but that first year where of the show being around the, for the entire year, we just went off and I felt like we had seen all the same stuff and... Yeah. Our lists were pretty similar. I think we knew what our lists were going to be going to that year. And last year, um, I felt like they were a little bit more different, and which was cool. Mm-hmm. And this year, I kind of feel the same way. Like, I don't know anything you've really watched other than the ones that we've done on the podcast. So I think this might be a year where we have a lot of, a lot of differences between the two. Yeah, you and, know what we um, should do? I... I don't want to let's let's do one check in right now and let's not say anything else about it until the duties. But I want to know how many movies you've seen. We'll do we'll do a check in now. We'll see where we're at as of this episode. And then at the duties, we'll see how many what number we're at at that point. All right. Well, I can tell you right now with work. My viewing has fucking halted. <laughs> like I, this movie came out a month ago, and during that month, I've watched three movies since then. Dude, so I, I just I, had I no still time. Guarantee you probably are double my list. Well, I'm at fifty nine right now. Yeah, so, you're almost double my list. I'm thirty three. Yeah, I, I had a feeling I was higher, but like again. I've I feel like I've been slacking also like I don't know I don't really foresee myself getting a ton of time to go see like movies either just the way things have been right now it's been complete bullshit but yeah. uh so I feel like we're gonna be a little bit closer in terms of like how many movies you've seen by by the time we do the duties um I, I actually know. wanted to say this we'll see I, I wanted to say this though just because I don't think we're doing a review of it but like we're not gonna review Nightmare Alley right no Nightmare Alley is great like really that was a yeah really liked it i uh i don't there's i don't want to spoil like all my feelings on it but uh i left the theater and i wanted to text you about it because i it was a movie that when it ended i was like sky would really dig this and um that's uh bradley cooper willem dafoe right and some other people yeah the the cast is amazing on it because it's like Bradley Cooper, Willem Dafoe, Rooney Mara, Kate Blanchett, uh, Ron Perlman, Tony Collette. But yeah, if you if you like, uh, I was actually going to mention this if we did review it, but there, there was a joke for a while that you kept saying about me. You're like, oh, you really love movies that have that circus vibe because I feel like we had just watched a lot of movies around that time, like Dumbo and stuff that had circuses in it. <laughs> but um, yeah. this is like that, but like really grungy, like in like gnarly. I think the movies rated R um, and people were asking me, asked me if it was scary. And I was like, no, it's not a horror movie. I was like, but there are just like things in the movie that are like, they're unsettling. Like, and uh, 
I don't know. I don't want to spoil too much because I would I would like you to see if you can. I don't think it's in, it might not be in theaters anymore, but it was a good time. Like if I'm ranking Denis or not Denis, if I'm ranking Guillermo del Toro films, it's probably like four, three or four maybe for me. It was wow. up there. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I'll have to find my way to that then when when it becomes uh, more available. If it's still playing, maybe I I can find a way to sneak out and go see it. Yeah, I think you'll dig it. I definitely think you'll dig it. Well, sick. I mean, I got I got a good amount of movie homework <laughs> I got to catch up on. So hopefully, hopefully I get to that and I can stack my list up for the duties. But yeah. So what did you say? You're at 59. I'm at 33. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see where it's at come duty time. I'm going to smoke your ass. I'm going to watch 40 <laughs> movies tonight. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to play. I'm going to have them playing on three different. I'll have it on my computer, on my TV and on my phone playing three different movies all at double speed. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> the way the directors intended you to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll oh, give man. good, honest opinions on all of them. I'm I'm glad we did get to review this, though. Like, even though, you know, <laughs> now that you know how I feel about it. I didn't particularly love the movie, um, but I I have been texting you kind of obnoxiously the last like few weeks. Like, when can we review Matrix? I really want to review Matrix. So yeah. um, I'm glad we did get to talk about this. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad I didn't miss it on HBO Max because today's the last <laughs> day that it's on there. So it was gone at midnight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it was now or never for me. Have you have you checked out Peacemaker yet on HBO? No, I haven't. I haven't. It's pretty, it's pretty good. It's pretty funny. Maybe I'll check it out after the duties because daddy's got some homework to do. So you swampies already know what to do. You should be following us already. But if you're not, go to, go to our Instagram at two dudes movie reviews and go to our website, two dudes movie reviews.com. We got stuff there. We got our merch there. We also got a way you can message us. We got a really, Really nice message from uh, from Crystal. She uh, she wrote us on there and uh, hit us up on Instagram. And uh, did you you read that one right? That's the one that you you messaged me about, right? You're like, yo, check out this uh, this message we got, right? Yeah, yeah, awesome. Really, really kind words. Uh, that always makes us happy. Really, uh, really appreciate anytime the Swampies reach out. Uh, especially if you call us nasty daddies in your message, that's like an instant win in our book. <laughs> so the fact that the fact that we were referred to as, cause until this point, uh, we're the only people who have called us nasty daddies. Nobody wants to call us a nasty daddy. I think maybe <laughs> my friend Tom one time referred to either myself or both of us as nasty daddies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's just a joy. So, <laughs> Yeah, more people write in and call us nasty daddies. It fucking does something for me. One of the many joys of life. One of the many joys of life. Listen, if I'm going to be in a scandal, then I need a reputation as a nasty daddy. So the more people call me nasty daddy, the faster I can get this scandal over with and we can move on with our lives. (laughs) So do that. And until then, suck it, swampies. (laughs) 